Welcome to the Rent to Home podcast, where we discuss the paths to home ownership. This podcast is brought to you by Jag Properties, a Canadian-based company providing real estate options for home buyers. Today's episode will be a real conversation with real people who can offer their expertise and knowledge to debunk the myths about home ownership. Your hosts, Alfonso Salemi and Mackenzie Campbell, welcome you to another episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Rent-A-Home Podcast. I'm Alfonso Slemmy and I'm here with my co-host, Mackenzie Campbell. How are you, Mackenzie? I'm doing well today. How are you, Alfonso? I'm doing great. I'm excited for this uh, this episode. We're going to talk a lot about some uh, some funny stories, some real-life things, so it's going to be a great, uh, great show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. Um, I guess I'll start out with saying I was on Instagram scrolling as I usually do. I have followed a lot of um, real estate investors on Instagram and I see them always posting uh, about their horror stories on their stories and just like, you know, going in after an Airbnb had just left um, and just showing the realistic version of what it looks like sometimes. Um, you know, are tenant buyers any different? Like, do you have any situations where you're like, I don't know why we chose you to be a tenant buyer? Or, or you know what, or or really good stories, I guess, would be like, this is the perfect tenant buyer? Yeah, in, you know what, in general, I really love our tenant buyers. Uh, it's the reason why I, I got into Rent Own to begin with, was, you know, they have a vested interest into the property that they're moving into and that they're going to live in. Um, you know, in most cases, they're, they're taking care of the property, improving it in, in a lot of cases. So, you know, the horror stories or, you know, the, the worst case scenarios, sure, there are a few. And I'm sure we'll get Always. into a couple of those, uh, a couple of those today. Um, but I want to, you know, share a couple of good stories as well, too. There, there are so many of them that I think we, we've lost track over the years of how many of our tenant buyers are improving the properties, like finished basements, you know, updating kitchens and washrooms, landscaping. There's something about garages. Like I think there's been like over a dozen of our clients that have built, you know, standalone garages in their backyards for their cars or for, you know, the man cave or the she sheds, all that kind of stuff. So that's been really cool. Um, the amount of just pride of ownership that we see with our tenant buyers, I think that's what makes the rent-to-own program a little bit unique and a little bit different because not only are they renting, they're going to be the owners of this home. So it's in their best interest to obviously at least maintain the property. But in a lot of cases, like I said, they're actually improving it. And some of the work that they've done in these properties sometimes are unrecognizable from how we bought them. Because when we go through the home inspection uh, at the beginning of the process or, or go view the property, you know, and there's these grandiose ideas and, you know, some of the clients are, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And we're like, okay, just, you know, take it easy. But then they actually follow through and, and they go uh, and they go and do these things. It's so amazing. And, and the pride that, you know, they have on their faces are, are so amazing. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, like you said, we want to keep it real, right? <laughs> that's what this podcast is all about. And, and that's definitely, you know, one of, one of the values, one of the things that we always talk about at JAG is that we are approachable. We are transparent. So I definitely do want to share some of some horror stories. Um, but I just, you know, to preface that it definitely is, is on the smaller percentage. Uh, like I said, I, I love our tenant buyers and, and most of them, most of them are, uh, are amazing. But, uh, there's one story in particular that, uh, that comes to mind and it was probably one of the first, I don't know, maybe five or 10 properties that Adam and I had, uh, had done. And, you know, I, I was, I guess, 
naive when you know this is my those the first type of investing that I've ever done the rental clients that we had worked with were amazing they all paid on time they were all great there's no issues so the first time that we had a client that you know I missed a payment we set up automatic payments and usually it's around like the fifth or the sixth of the month that we see you know an NSF or a payment that doesn't you know come back or it says you know well, the payment wasn't available or, or something like that and I remember you know we, we tried contacting the client no success and then we start going through the process of, you know, sending the, you know, the proper forms for eviction. And then I actually drove to the property and went to go knock on the door just to say, hey, what's going on? You know, we've, we've collected a deposit. It was probably about two or so years. Yeah, it was probably about a year and a half to two years into the rent-owned program. So we're saying, okay, these, you know, this particular client gave us, you know, significant deposit and had made all their payments on time up until that point. So we said, okay, well, let's knock on the door. We sent all the proper forms. Well, let's find out what's going on. Again, personal approach. We've tried reaching out multiple times with emails and phone calls. Um, yeah, so to my surprise, when I knock on the door, I see a, uh, let's just say a rather large gentleman come up to the door that was not our tenant buyer. I knew what our client looked like. I knew who our tenant buyer was. And he was uh, quite a scary looking guy. And he kind of, you know, jammed me out of the doorway and said, you know, so-and-so doesn't live here anymore. We do. And I'm like, well, no, that that's not right. You know, we, we own the property and, uh, you know, we're looking for our client. And, you know, there's a few other, let's just say, questionable looking characters that were in, in view of that front door. And, and I got quite nervous and I was like, what's going on here? So at that time, I'm, you know, I call Adam and I'm like, you know, there's some people that I really don't recognize and they're saying that our client is not there anymore, does not live there anymore. You know, and this was my guess first experience, only experience till now of, of squatters that, you know, I guess something had happened. This person, uh, the, the original tenant buyer had left and these people were, I guess, threatening his life. Uh, and, and they had left. Well, these were pretty scary people, right? So, yeah, so we had to go through the whole process of, of going through eviction. And, you know, it was probably about, you know, six weeks or so until we actually got possession back of the home. And when we walked through it, I remember it was just disgusting. That was the only word that I can describe. And we never heard back from that original tenant buyer. The number that we had was out of service. Any contact information, emails, anything like that was was gone, unable to reach him. And, and I remember we got the junk removal company, you know, like, you know, the point yeah. and they get rid of the junk and they filled up two bins of Holy garbage. Crap. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it was sad because I don't really know to this day, whatever happened to that original tenant buyer. Um, I just had that one experience with these particular people that were living there. And, you know, I was quite nervous, you know, I typically don't scare that easily, <laughs> but this was a quite an intimidating fella. Um, and yeah, so at that point there, we, we, we went through getting, you know, the sheriff involved and getting the property back and getting the people that weren't supposed to be there out, um, cleaned up the house, did a little bit of renovation just to kind of get it back into, you know, livable condition, you know, fixing some things and, and cleaning up some things. Uh, and then, yeah, we ended up selling the property. So I guess that was my first experience of kind of like, you know, like a horror story or yeah. worst case scenario. And it was one of our first like 10, 10 projects and we we're like, okay, Let's, we really fine tuned, you know, our application screening, you know, to, you know, not to completely avoid it, but to make sure that, you know, that it wouldn't happen again. But again, in that scenario, I really don't know. To this day, I don't know what, what happened to, to that. That is so interesting. I want to find out what happened to them. Oh <laughs> yeah. my God. What an in insane experience. 
Yeah, yeah, that was quite unique. And yeah, we've had some, again, like I said, that's one story and it sticks out so much because it's been so different than than so many of the other uh, other programs and in projects that we've worked on. And uh, one more recent, I guess, uh, I don't know if it's a horror story, but just an interesting story, just yeah. as competitive as the market's been recently. We've yeah. had a client and it actually took 20 offers so to get accepted. So we went through 19 properties, you know, home inspections, reviewing the properties, putting in offers. And I have to say the... Um, I guess just the patience, just the the willingness of this tenant buyer. That's those are the clients that we yeah. love to work with because they had a plan in mind. They dedication. they had that dedication. You yeah. got it. They had that dedication. They want to be homeowners, and you know we we started the program in probably the last couple months. Um, but you know for them to go through and get so basically told no, and we were told no too by 19 different sellers of the yeah. homes and multiple offers. And as you know, the market's red hot and, you know, going way over asking and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but this client really, really had that dedication. And I'm, I'm excited to see what, what this client can do because that type of dedication of going through, because, you know, I think they call it buyer's fatigue yeah. that are going into the market and, and getting turned down 19 times. It's uh yeah, it, it's quite the challenge, but yeah, on that 20th property, I guess, you know, 20 times the charm, I guess, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, we got the accepted offer, they're moved in and, and so excited to, to get them on that path so that they can get into home ownership and, um, but yeah, like those, those are just some, yeah, I guess some stories, horror stories or not, but, uh, what, yeah, what are, what are some of the stories that, I don't know, that you see, I guess, from other rentals or, or other, uh, other pages that you follow? I've seen like some weird stuff, just like things you find in a rent to own, or sorry, not a rent to own. Oh my goodness, I see some weird things like um, that you see in Airbnbs. So I remember this one thing that somebody posted, and it was like there was something like I can't even remember exactly, but something was attached to toilet. Like it was like something they had to bring like external. Um, I've seen what else have I seen? There's some stuff over Christmas. So somebody had rented an Airbnb and it was just absolutely trashed, you know, on Boxing Day. And these poor Airbnb, you know, buyer people had to come in and clean in on, Chris, on Boxing Day and get ready for the next buyers. Um, yeah, just like it, it, there is a love-hate relationship with renting to people you don't know, Airbnb, because you just never know what you're going to get. Especially if you have a really nice place. You just don't want it ruined. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, that that's what attracted me to the rent to own strategy yeah. to begin with was you heard all these horror stories and worst case scenarios of of tenants, you know, trashing trashing their houses. And I think, you know, you always hear that. That's the stuff that leads it in. And I don't know how common that is. Most Yeah, it's probably one in ten. Yeah, yeah, maybe even more. But yeah. I, I think most people are, are good people. They want a safe place to live. And you know, the, and, and I think that's the difference in rent to own is the mentality of it's, it's not a renter's mentality. It's an ownership mentality. It's a long-term, you know, they want their families to be safe. They want a safe place. A big thing that we always see nowadays that when we have clients that are applying to our program, and you probably hear a lot of this in in the pre-approval calls is that landlords are selling the home and, and the tenants are being forced to move out. Yeah. And that's to me, I guess in one way, yes, these landlords, they want to capitalize on, you know, maximizing the, the profit or maximizing how much they can sell their home for. But it's, you know, it's displacing a family, displacing yeah. people out of their homes. 
And the people, they, the tenant buyers that we talked to, they want some stability. They yeah. want some security. And I think it was one client. We might have talked to them together. It was like four different times that the yeah. client actually was, the landlord was selling. They moved in again. The landlord was selling. Yeah. And, and that was her her main reason or one of the main reasons that you know she wanted to get into home ownership and own the home was that stability and control of hey I live here I'm not going to just get kicked out or be asked to leave because my landlord's selling and that's one of the hugest benefits with rent to own is that this place is yours right if you're a tenant buyer you're moving in as if it's your own you don't need to fix your credit save up the down payment you know claim more income today you have that time to do that and then you're in that home for, you know, the three years of the program and then well beyond that as yeah. well. So, you know, and, and through these different stories, you know, we've had so many clients that have just looked at properties that were like, you know what, you need hundreds of thousands of dollars of repairs just yeah. to start off. And yeah, it might look like a good deal. It's 100000 less than any property out there. However, you know, the, the property needs a lot of work. Has and- anyone done anything, like been so desperate for a house that they've done something... Like wanted a house that, like they're you're like you can't live in this. Like, what are you- oh yeah, absolutely. There's there's been properties that didn't even have plumbing, like proper plumbing. There was like a plastic bucket underneath the kitchen sink, and that's oh. where the water ran to. Like you turned on the water, and it just you could hear the water coming through, and then you have to take it out with the bucket. And we're like, uh, you know, sure, that's a, you know a different strategy if you're looking to you know get into like flipping or yeah. or renewing these properties. But we want our clients to like to move into homes that are ready to move into, like move in ready. Like sure, the decor might need some updating or, you know, the flooring is a little outdated, um, you know, and, you know, no one likes shag carpet anymore, <laughs> right? Or or maybe it's making a comeback, who knows? Yeah. But, you know, we want the homes to be safe. We want them to be move-in ready. Yes, there's general maintenance that needs to be done and upgrades that all properties need over time. But we, we really, you know, we really want our clients to move in and, and be happy right from the beginning. Yeah. Um, especially when we see their, their financial situation and we see a home that needs, you know, tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars of renovation. We're saying, okay, maybe this isn't the one for you, right? Yeah. For sure, there's lots of opportunity where there's properties that can be improved on. And if the clients have that general know-how and they're handy, sure, that can help. Um, but you know, there's always that saying, the mechanic has the crappiest car, yeah. the shoemaker has, you know, the worst shoes. And it's typically like the, uh, I guess the contractor always has the home that's never done. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if there's plumbing and, you know, uh, you know, there's a roof, uh, one was actually a home was a two level home that didn't have a staircase to get, yeah, did not have a staircase to get up to the second level. And we're like, maybe we should look at some other properties because if that's one issue who knows what other there's are right so patience it's a virtue absolutely absolutely and and that's that's what the clients so you know i guess some of the 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 big takeaways or or the the moral uh, you know of these stories or why we tell these stories is that everybody's situation is a little bit different our screening process has definitely changed and improved over the years, right? And and we take a better look at those properties and understand the client's capabilities of, you know, of of their knowledge and getting into repairs. And, you know, that's why we have pre-approval calls now yeah. and we collect the information. And oftentimes, you know, we're very thankful and, and it's very rare now that we have these extreme situations or, or clients that, you know, kind of go MIA. Yeah. Um, in, in more cases than not, they're going to be very successful. The lines of communication are established right from the beginning. And yeah, and we're, we're so much better off for it. Absolutely.
Well, if you want to learn more about how you can get involved in the Rent to Own program, please feel free to reach out to us on our website, www.jagproperties.com. Give us a call at 1-866-JAG-NOW um, or look us up on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn at Jag Properties. Looking forward to um, chatting with you next time. I hope you have a great rest of your day. That's all the time we have left for today. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Rent to Home podcast. For more information, visit jagproperties.com and follow us on social media at Jag Properties on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. See you next time. Jag Properties, helping you own your home.